Welcome to the Early Parenting Podcast, where we help you navigate the somewhat tricky world of parenthood so you can love the crap out of being a mama. I'm your host, Jen Butler, and I'm an early parenting consultant and a mama of two busy, busy boys. Join me as I explore all things early parenting and deliver them to you in toddler-friendly, bite-sized lessons. Because let's be honest, your toddler is probably smothering pseudo-cream on the wall as we speak. I'll be dropping my hottest tips on baby and toddler sleep, feeding, boobs, behavior, and so much more. Are you ready to feel confident in motherhood? Let's dive in. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Early Parenting Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be chatting about whether it's quote unquote bad to feed your baby or toddler to sleep. I think that this is one of the hottest debates, one of the biggest things that are feared and talked about from parents because they quote unquote don't want to make a rod for their back and there is a lot of debate out there in the parenting world about about this. So I wanted to explore it. I wanted to dive in. So let's do it. <laughs> So as I said, there is so much discussion and buzz out there about whether it's bad to feed your baby or toddler to sleep. Just like most things in parenting, there is no right or wrong answer to this. So this episode was prompted from a message I received from a mum inside my Sound Sleeper program, which I'm actually going to take some time to read out. So she said, hi, Jen, I just wanted to say how glad I am I found your sound sleeper course. I have a three-month-old boy, first-time mum, exclusively breastfed. I'm in a lot of Facebook breastfeeding groups, and the general consensus seems to be you should feed whenever your bub even looks at you sideways, and feeding three to four times overnight for years is generally expected. Your routines and cycles have given me the confidence to settle bub without boob and resettle if he wakes before four hours overnight. He is so happy, gaining weight and all that, and I feel it's actually improving our relationship in that I can now recognize tide cues and, for now, rock or hold him to sleep rather than always offer the boob, which he often didn't really want. As you say, it's not a problem unless it's a problem for you. So all power to mamas who boob for everything, but with a super rocky and painful start to breastfeeding, I'm enjoying the sleep, eat, play cycles. So I have some consistency with my own body, if that makes sense. (laughs) Anyway, thank you again. I wanted to read this out because it highlights both pros and cons to feeding to sleep. So I'm going to start by talking about the benefits of feeding to sleep because, as I said, it is not a black and white area and what works for one family will not work for others. So let's start with the benefits of feeding to sleep. So the first is that it's the quickest way to get your baby or toddler to sleep. There is no doubt about that if you feed, whether like usually it's offering the breast, but even a bottle. It's a super quick way for them, like with a combination of the milk and all the hormones that are in breast milk, along with the sucking and the closeness to you, it's a quick and easy way to resettle your baby. Breastfeeding is a very relaxing way to wind your baby down for exactly the same reasons as I've just said. And as I mentioned in that first point, there are actually changes within breast milk that help to induce sleep. So there's hormones that are transferred to the baby via the breast milk that, yeah, help them to calm down and reduce for sleep. But, of course, there are also pitfalls to breastfeeding to sleep. And this is what this mama was experiencing 
when she was always looking to feed to sleep. So the first is that it means you'll always be needed for sleep time settles because you're the only one with boobs. Now, this doesn't bother lots of mums, but on the flip side, it also does bother many when it is all down to you to do the settling. That can be a really heavy load to carry. The other is that your baby or toddler may not know other ways to settle back to sleep between sleep cycles. And this is where there's a lot of fear is that families are concerned about starting feeding to sleep because it's what your baby or toddler will always need. Now, some babies and toddlers will absolutely, every time they wake from a sleep cycle, will be looking for that same way to get them back to sleep that they saw as they fell asleep. And for others, they can actually just have a feed and then they'll continue to be able to link their sleep cycles without that assistance. So obviously, depending on where your situation lies, is going to be very different dependent on this. And at the end of the day, as I said, and as that mum beautifully quoted, nothing's a problem unless it's a problem for you. But I think that this is the biggest thing is that when it does become a problem, there are solutions that don't require you to jump in to cry it out because that's not the opposite. It's not like we either feed to sleep or we leave them to cry it out. There is so many in-betweens that can actually help to support your baby or toddler to not require your complete intervention time and time again to fall back asleep. Now, I've worked with families who feed to sleep at nap time and bedtime and their baby or toddler will always have long and restful naps and nighttime sleep without needing to be fed every time they come to an awake part of their sleep cycles. Other families I've worked with find themselves having to feed every one to two hours, day and night, meaning very broken sleep for both mum and bub. My advice, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you love feeding to sleep, it's easy, it's working for you and your baby is content, why change it? There is absolutely no need to change something that is working for your baby and or toddler and your family. But if you're not happy with feeding to sleep, you're feeling like you're the only one who can do it and finding it's interrupting both your sleep and your baby or toddler's sleep, it's okay to want to change things. The alternative to feeding to sleep isn't cried out just for the record. I think that's the biggest fear is that it's like we either feed to sleep or we leave our babies or toddlers to cry it out in order to achieve more independent sleep. That is just not the case. You can replace feeding to sleep with gentle settling techniques to work your way towards a more independent sleep where your baby or toddler is actually playing a part in the falling asleep process which they can do. (laughs) Anyway, that's it for this episode. If you're keen to learn the three simple steps to ending all of these bedtime battles that you find you're having with your baby or toddler, I have just created a free online training for you. So if you want to check that out, you can sign up and watch this free training by heading to www.jenniferbutler.online forward slash free sleep training, which is all one word. I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the episode, Mama. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to share the episode with a friend, with your mother's group, or tag me at Jen Butler Early Parenting on Instagram. The more that know about this podcast, the more people I can help. If you're looking for support that is personalized for your babe and tailored to your family's needs, then make sure to head on over to my website, www.jenniferbutler.com.
www.mothersmatter.com.au and check out how we can work together so you can move through motherhood with confidence. Catch you in the next episode, mama.